is up, everybody? Welcome in to the Off the Record podcast. It's your boy Michael Pleasant here with Big Feldy, Mark Feldman, and Colin Trelecki. How are we doing on this Friday evening, boys? How are we doing? Doing real good. I just got a NBA Top Shot pack, so you know, big. I'm going to be a millionaire now, I guess. Oh, <laughs> hashtag video games. Love to hear it. It's not video games, Feldman. You're so <laughs> out of touch, bro. Not video games. What is it? Bro, you don't know what NBA Top Shot is, bro? Colin, educate this man, Colin. All right, right, so it's basically like like a website where you collect trading cards, but they're like virtual trading cards of of a highlight or a moment, and you own that card. So there's only a specific amount of them. So basically, once you have it, it's the rarity is based off of how much there is. So it's basically, it's basically you can sell them on auctions and stuff. So people have been making like crazy amounts of money. Cause I mean, me personally, I'd never, I'd never buy one of these, like just to spend stupid money on it. But like, I mean, I'll sell one for stupid money. I was going to say, you got to make some money then off of that. It's like the the record pod. Yeah, honestly, yeah, we could use some new equipment. We could, we could use some money, <laughs> but we could use something. But it's like I mean, if you guys know me, you know, if there's money in it, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be trying to get in it. Bro, all about securing the bag. Yeah, it's like honestly, the best way to describe it is digital. Like it's like a Zion dunk in a trade in a digital version, kind of Mark. Like a like a trading card of like let's say like a Chris Sale rookie card for for baseball, but it, let's yeah. say Chris Sale throwing like a dirty slider or something like that highlight, and you would, and that's like the trading card. I'm going to keep it real. I definitely thought you were talking about like PS5 and talking about like NBA 2K <laughs> and how you were like, you won some like my player game or something like that. So that's why I was like with the hashtag video no, games. No, but it's like, it's in the I had no idea. It's like, it's, it's the people buy with like non-fungible tokens, NFTs. So it's like they, it's the way it's like in the blockchain and stuff. I know you don't know what any of this means. So hey, I'm just going to yeah. keep it simple. Learn something new every day. That's that's good. Trading cards. The Chris Sale uh, analogy. I understood that. So yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know, gonna make some money. Uh, yeah. You'll be in it soon. You'll be in it soon. Feldy. I know I might have to now be part of the off the record pod uh, trading system. Or Get something. A little it's, it's, it's kind of taken off. Like the, it was like, it kind of blew up. And now like every time you try to buy a card, like every time they have a pack drop, I'll go and try to buy like a pack and it'll put me in a queue with like 130,000 people. And there's only like 10,000 packs. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to get any of these. Bro, I, I want a Ben Simmons corner three, bro. That's got to be yeah, rare. He's bro, only been, well, like, know, yeah, they he, what they have, like one of those. I think he has two of those, but he hit that one against the Knicks, like his first career one. That probably has got to be oh, somewhere. That was a yeah, crazy. But they don't, they don't have every, they don't have like every highlight though. They only make oh. specific, like they only have a certain amount of ones that they, cards that they create so it's not like they just have every highlight it's like they release specific waves of like certain plays in a game or something because okay. that would be a lot of highlights not gonna lie they yeah highlights yeah. Of every single play interesting yeah. interesting all right hey, learn well, something new yeah top shot it's big honestly it's big you know late nba start to the season but nba season's halfway done you know we're at the halfway mark had that pelicans heat game to kind of signify and the all-star draft Let's go talk about the all-star draft first. I got to touch on something first before I get to you guys. Was the number one seed, best team in the league right now, the Utah Jazz, their two best players get taken last. And Kenny is like, Kenny and Charles are like, hey, no slander, no slander. What do you guys, <laughs> like, I don't honestly, what do you guys think about them taking last? That's got to be, it's slander at that point. If you're the two best players on the best team in the league are taking last. Katie, LeBron want no part of them. Yeah, the players know, man. The players know. They, I mean, I can see why everyone hates Gobert because Gobert is just, 
I don't know. He was started the whole COVID thing. And like, he's just one of those guys that you can tell is not very likable around the league. And then I don't know, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I guess people like, you know, I don't know. I I'm the wrong person to ask personally, cause I hate the jazz and I have a vendetta against the jazz cause for certain <laughs> ulterior motives. But I mean, I'd like to see what Mark thinks about all that. Yeah. For me, it was pretty shocking. I, didn't really like you always hear about how like okay the jazz are like an overrated one seed they're never going to beat the two la teams in the west and like you always hear that chatter but it's from a bunch of media guys and it's from from a bunch of people that you just they're there to talk and sometimes they're just making outrageous statements like oh it's a, probably a good time like that's a hot take if you say the number one seed might not even make it out of the first round the best team in basketball is not gonna make it out so when you hear that but when you hear it from pro the two best players in basketball who were drafting all-star teams lebron james and kevin durant that that really hit me like to hear LeBron be like, yeah, like in NBA 2K, like back in the day, I never played with the Utah Jazz, even yeah, when no it was Carl Malone's. <laughs> yeah, no, like you don't play with them. And John Stockton and Carl Malone, a team that was really good and lost to Jordan's Bulls in the finals, but they were a great team. So to not play with those Jazz, let alone you're not going to play with these Jazz, which is like you said, guys, like Rudy Gobert could be very annoying the COVID thing that definitely turned me the wrong way, especially with how serious it was getting last March to touch all the microphones and then he tested positive. He really shut down all of sports. Obviously yeah, it would have been all shut time down anyway. dumb move there. That was an all time dumb move. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was like, what are you doing, dude? Just like we're in the middle, we're about to be in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Let me just touch every microphone and every, every reporter's phone. I bet you some of those reporters there ended up getting COVID because of that. But yeah. So to hear LeBron and Katie be like, yeah, we're not going to take these guys until 23 and 24 out of 24. It was kind of shocking to me personally, but I guess it's telling, and that must be what the league says, because what LeBron feels is what the league feels. Yeah. Well, do you guys think it had any correlation with the fact that like a day ago or two days ago, they were complaining about, oh, we are always getting screwed by the refs. Like they, and everyone's just like, really, bro, you're the one seed. <laughs> Nah, I don't think that really had any correlation. They're just they're just being sour. Like they're talking about they're getting screwed all season. They're the one seed. You haven't been getting screwed obviously that bad. Twenty seven like, to nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you've been screwed nine times out of thirty six games. Like all right, chill out. My favorite part was like you guys said when LeBron was like, nah, nobody's running with those dudes in 2K. Me personally, I'm not looking when I'm playing 2K, I'm not looking to get shots up with Joe Ingles. I'm just gonna be honest. That's not my first guy. I don't want to run a pick and roll with Mike Conley. I'm looking to shoot with Steph, play with Luca, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, all those guys are who I'm looking to play with in 2K. But I kind of want to talk about the teams because team bronze starting five is kind of stacked. Harden uh Durant kind of struggled the draft because on Durant starting five. Beal, Embiid, Kyrie, Kawhi, Tatum, which obviously those are all like NBA, all NBA level guys. But Team LeBron is some Hall of Famers. We got Doncic, potential Hall of Famer, Curry, LeBron, who are definitely Hall of Famers, one MVPs, Giannis, two-time MVP, and Jokic. That team is stacked. I don't know who I'm rooting for in this in this upcoming game this Sunday. See, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, well, obviously a lot of Kevin Durant's picks were players from the East. Um, so there was a lot of – I, I noticed that but I feel like he took a lot of the guys that are kind of not like disrespected but guys that like the league doesn't normally think of as like oh this guy's a superstar like he took Beal I mean Noah like he was more of the slept on he took Embiid which like people normally would they don't like LeBron at least you know they're not going to go to him first and so I feel like he took a lot more of the of the players that are a little more slept on for me, I'm definitely rooting for Team Kevin Durant because of Joel, the process, and Bede. Um, when I 
as a Sixers fan, when I see him and playing the most minutes of the two Sixers guys, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Team Durant. So to answer that original question, Team Durant all the way. And with Team LeBron being 3-0, we're due for a change. I'm sick of LeBron always winning. Always wins championships, always wins MVPs. I'm sick of LeBron. So go Team Durant for sure. But one interesting matchup that I'm kind of interested in seeing, I'm not sure if they're going to guard each other exactly, but I want to see James Harden versus Luka Doncic if they're on the court against each other. I think that's going to be an interesting two-guard battle. Uh, and a lot of them will end up being the one, the point guard and playing a lot. So I think that could be interesting um, down the stretch. And they'll both be playing in the fourth quarter where both teams will be trying, exact, uh, especially. So I'm excited for that matchup. Go team Durant. And Sunday night, we're less than 48 hours away from the game. So I'm excited on TNC. That's crazy. That's crazy wow. to think about. I, I love that we're all rooting for team Durant. Colin's going oh, yeah. book. And I'm going because Zach Levine, bro. I'm all locked in on Zach Levine like that crazy lady was who was stalking his house, bro. She was holding, waiting at the front door. They had to call the police. There was a lady just chilling outside. She's like, I got to see Zach, bro. I got to see Zach Levine. Man, what do you expect, bro? He's a light skin, bro. Bro, he's a, Zach Levine's a stud. It was, when was this? It was yeah, last night. Yeah, it was today or, today or last night. But yeah, they had really? to call the cops, bro. It's like it's like Kelly Oubre, Champagne Poppy, bro. It's Zach Levine from for Chicago. He's the Champagne Poppy of the Midwest, bro. <laughs> I, you can't escape him. Zach Levine is everywhere, bro. He's popular hey, dude. People love him. Got to go try to find him, I guess. Bro, KD wanted him, and once KD was like, ah, she, this lady's like, oh, if KD likes him, I love him. Couldn't go away. But I kind of want to transition into some of the biggest surprises and disappointments of the first half. I kind of want a little speed around here, Feldy. What was your biggest surprise of the first half NBA-wise? Team, player, anything. Situation? Yeah, for me, my biggest surprise, we just talked about him. We don't like him. But, hey, as a as a podcast guy, I got to be honest, my biggest surprise was the Utah Jazz. I did not see them being 27-9 and having the best record in the NBA. It really was shocking to me, especially when you think about how their offense is run. It's just a bunch of ball movement and shooting threes, which in my opinion, I would think coaches would be able to guard like Bogdan Bondanovich just swinging it to Joe Ingles for the extra pass. Like, well, how did that make them so good this year? So that was kind of surprising to me. But uh, for the Jazz to be the one seed is, I, I don't think it'll last. I don't think they'll end up being the one seed in the West, especially not in the NBA in total. But for me, the biggest surprise was the Utah Jazz being the number one team in the NBA at the All-Star break interesting what do you think mikey well first i gotta touch on feldy's point the reason that that extra pass is because the ball moves quicker than your feet does the ball is moving faster than these dudes are running around so they're hitting the open guy and you know it's once they hit the joe ingles calculating the corner three nothing you can do at that point biggest surprise are the new york knicks baby 19 and 18 julius randall first time all-star rj barrett and then my personal favorite player right now of the rookie class is emmanuel quickly Dude's got the best floater in the game. You got to watch a couple of Knicks games. So, I mean, I know you don't really tune in the Knicks because who does prior to this season? But yeah, I'm never tuned in the Knicks. I've watched a couple of Knicks games. He's got one of the best floaters I've ever seen. It's just, it's every time too. He does it every time. He doesn't even use a mid range. He's floating it in left hand, right hand, little runner, contested, high arch. It's the Knicks are by far my biggest surprise of the first half of the NBA season. I'd say my biggest surprise there's a lot of, I feel like there's been a lot of surprises. Um, I'd say that probably just the nuggets I would expected. I thought the nuggets would have been better than they would have been. I thought after, especially after last year, how well they played in the playoffs, I thought that they were going to like really take a step forward in the regular season and end up with one of the top seeds in the West. Um, and I know you guys all thought I was going to say the Suns, but 
I wanted to wanted to keep it. Was, yeah, there, I don't know. I just feel like there's been a lot of teams that have been kind of disappointing. Um, the Nuggets, to me, just because of their expectations, the Heat, the Celtics have been getting back on track, but they've been struggling a little bit. The Knicks have been a huge uh, surprise, and I've been all, I've been all for it. Can wow. we talk about something for a second? Can you do you guys realize that the city of the city of New York and the state of New York? The Knicks are 19-18. They're one game above 500, while the team in the same area, the Brooklyn Nets, are might have three of the most dynamic players in NBA history. And the Knicks get so much more coverage than the Nets. It's outrageous. Like, why are they so addicted to talking about a one game over 500 team while they have a Nets team who's literally, they're literally might win the title and have, like I said, three of the best 12 players in the NBA. It's, I don't like, I don't know why, but it's really shocking to me. It's always Knicks, no matter what, even when the Nets are right there. They, everyone's yearning for the next Stefan Marbury, the next Mello Stoudemire to bring the Knicks back to relevancy. If Julius Randle and RJ Barrett can get it done, then I'm all behind the Knicks, the Knicks fan force, baby. I'm all in. They're 19 and 18. Just everyone needs to chill out a little bit well, and stop freaking out about the Knicks so much. I mean, that's what happens when you watch like when you watch like ESPN and all the sports shows, they're just going to they're just going to spend all their attention towards the big time teams, the Knicks, the Lakers, like all those teams. They're not going to show that much attention to the smaller. I mean, New York, Brooklyn's still a big market, obviously, but they're not the Knicks. So, like, I mean, that's just I'm kind of used to it at this point. <laughs> I was hearing Jay Williams yeah. say on his radio show that uh, D book might force. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, what? Oh my god! To a bigger market, Colin. How about that, dude? I don't, bye. Um, we're literally this. We literally have the second best record in the NBA, and they're talking about what is is Devin Booker gonna force a trade to the Knicks? Like, I just, I just don't get it. Like, bro, it's Leon. Obviously, bro. I, yeah, but like, obviously, Devin Booker's been somebody who's like never like been that. He's not about that life. Like, he's he's here, bro. He and he put in all the work when we sucked, and now we're actually good, and people. It's not worth my energy talking about it. People Steven are also Smith. saying too that people are also saying too that like when LeBron tweeted that out that he's the most disrespected player in the league, it was like some steep psychological thing that like maybe he's trying to get Booker out of there. Not even just to the Lakers, but for him to leave Phoenix just to get to a bigger market where he can dominate. That's, that's not how Le- that's not how LeBron is. Hey, he's de- he's very psychological. Even with the All Star drafts, I could totally like I saw this morning. And Chris Broussard on first things first, and I totally agree with this. I totally see LeBron when he did his draft picks last night, like why he didn't pick Embiid one because of the MVP. Like, hey, you're not that big Embiid. Like, I'm still there. I'm still the best player in the world. I'm still the MVP. And then when he didn't pick the Jazz the, until like the last pick of the draft, he was he was Chris Broussard was saying that LeBron was doing it because, hey, Jazz, even though you're the best record in the league, you got no shot against me. You got no shot against us. And I think LeBron is pretty psychological like that and can have some deeper meanings. Wow, wow. Just not, not, about, not about that Devin Booker tweet. Boys, we got some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, on the NBA front. The NBA announces that Utah's Mike Conley is an injury replacement for Devin Booker. Official announced from the NBA that Mike Conley will replace Booker in both the All-Star game and the three-point contest. What was wrong with Booker? I didn't even know he was hurt. Is he? Uh, he must be he, hurt. He, uh, he, like, banged knees with... Um, I forget who it was, but he like banged knees with someone last night. So he was, I mean, he played the rest of the game. So obviously he was real hurt, but. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. So does D-Book still technically make the all-star team then? He doesn't lose it. <laughs> I don't know no, about that. Does the injury, does the injury replacement. replacement. He did not the, play on Sunday. Yeah. Because does the injury replacement. Do, do they, do they, 
he count? Well, do they like do they count Anthony Davis as an All Star this year? I actually don't think they do. Do they? Didn't... I think oh, they like... still. I think they still oh, uh, they count the actually. injury replacement guys as All Stars. No, but I'm saying, do they count? So AD would be counted as an All Star because he was voted in. But do they count the injury replacement if he was injury replaced? That's wow. D book one time All Star potentially? Question mark. We don't no, know. I think, I think they. I think they'll count him as an All Star. Wow, and now the Jazz – is this a – bro, this might have been like a pity thing from last night. Mike Conley gets in their last two guys, so they got to give him three All-Stars for the best team in the league. Conley's been good this year, and I probably would put him as the All-Star, but it's always fun to for people who talk about the narratives like, oh, this is the pity vote for the Jazz, man. Jazz getting that third All-Star in, but that sucks. I wanted to see D-Book rain down hell, on, in, uh, rain down hell in the All-Star oh. game, man. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've given up hope. Colin, are you rooting for Team LeBron now? Only guy. Yeah, on- I got. I got to go. Chris Paul. Now I got to go. Team LeBron. Oh no, it's gonna be tough when we all watch all right, it together boys. Sunday night. Uh oh. Devin Wait, Booker God. had seniority over Chris Paul, but now that Chris, now that Devin Booker's not playing, then I, I guess I'm going for uh, Team LeBron. We put wow. a wager on this game. Pleasant and Feldman rooting for Durant. Torlecki rooting for LeBron. A little Corlanos half sandwich. Whoa, half sandwich. Oh my! Don't even get me started right now. I'm, it's also dinner time right here in Phoenix right now. Oh my goodness! Nice Corlano. little half Carlano sandwich, two oh slices of pepperoni. Goodness. Can I get a Philly, please? Cheese was on the sandwich, please and thank you. Hallelujah! Like that sounds so good right now. Oh my goodness! All right. Off topic, but Corl- we might have we might have to talk about that off camera. See, we're making a little side wager. No question. Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring the lefty out of the bullpen and see what the deal is. No question. All right, let's transition to the NBA awards. We got to give our predictions for the first half of the season for the awards. This is going to be super quick because I think we all agree on the MVP, but let's see. Probably not. MVP, Colin, who's your guy? Well, I want us. I wanted to say Embiid because I feel like that's where we would all go here. Um, but I'm going to go with a little bit. Of, I, well, I mean, I feel like I, I think I would if I was picking, but I just have a like a secondary pick that might that might take over. And I'm going with James Harden. You want to know why? Listen to this. Okay. No, come on. So, well, before James Harden even went to the Nets, they were like just around 500. I think they were under 500 for like a brief period of time. But I mean, since he's gotten there, he, I feel like he's kind of taken on that facilitator point guard role and it's kind of been the glue that's held the Nets together uh, with Katie. Katie has been out of the lineup. Um, so it's just been him and Kyrie playing, but I just, He's averaging 25 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds. Um, I just think that it was a, people were guessing how the fit would work out, but I think since he's been that facilitator for them, it's worked out really well, and they've been cruising. And now they're right behind the Sixers for first place in the East. And so yeah, that's why I think Embiid still would get it, but just to be a little bit of a of a contrary pick here, that's what I would say. That's interesting. Joel Embiid for yeah. me, no, no question. Oh, Joel, yeah. Hans, Embiid, trust the process. TTP, he has done everything for this Philadelphia 76ers team. I know Mikey's the big stat guy, but I'm just going to give the basic stats of uh, Embiid, and then Mikey can go into more detail because I know you have Embiid too. 30.2 points, 11.6 rebounds, three assists, 52% from the field, over 40%. He's 41.6% from three and 85% from the line. So those stats right there are, as a seven-footer, by the way, he's 7'2", 270. He's, this team is 1-6 without Embiid, I think. I might, I think might be 1-5 or 1-6. He's missed 16. They're 1-5, excuse me. 
And Joel Embiid is just doing everything. That shot he hit on Wednesday night against Utah, he recognized he was in the post to back up four seconds, or to back up, excuse me, three feet with four seconds to go and hit that game time three in the uh, best first best, east first west on Wednesday night against Utah. was just unbelievable. He's everything for this team defensively and offensively. The entire team is built around him with Seth Curry and Danny Green being shooters. Joel Embiid is easily the MVP. LeBron is definitely below him. Um, not too far, but he's definitely below him. And yeah, we can talk about the Hardens or a Curry or a Luca or whoever else we want to talk about in there, a Dame Willard. But Joel Embiid is definitely the MVP, and I don't think it's close. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think Joel Embiid's definitely the MVP. And the thing is that like his usage rate is like about average is what it's always been. He's just been more effective in the minutes he's playing. His per 36 are the stats like really lure me in. He's averaging 33 points a game, 13 total rebounds, one and a half blocks, one steal, four assists. Like, and, and it shows when you watch the sixes, when he goes to the bench, they do kind of struggle. So oh they, gosh, they, yeah. they need like a, they need Ben Simmons or Tobias, maybe stagger those minutes to kind of just stay afloat when Embiid goes to the bench. But the per 36 shows that, that when he's on the court, he's been the best player in basketball this year. No question. And I think the Sixers in general, have surprised me a lot as well because we all know that when you bring in Doc, you bring in Daryl Morey, Danny Green, Seth Curry, you expect a team to get better. But for them to hold down the one seed for a good majority of the season, the first half of the season, is what's really impressed me a lot. And that's why I definitely think Embiid's the MVP. My dark horse for MVP is probably like, I don't want to go LeBron or Harden, but I think Jokic should get a little more nod. Jokic or Dame. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, Dame, I would, though. Yes. I would say Dame because I would say probably Dame. just because he's been he's kept that team fifth in the West when they've missed CJ McCollum and Nurkic for the whole first half of the season. And he's kept them afloat right now, which is very impressive. He's the best clutch time shooter this year, too, when the game's within five points and under five minutes. Um, yeah, he's no so question. he's just he's deadly from beyond. He always has that step back. Obviously, people remember last year. Uh, when he hit or two years ago, excuse me, when he hit that shot against Paul George, he just he just has that skill. And like you said, without McCollum and Nurkic, he's he's holding that team down. I so I I agree with that. I like Lillard as a dark horse, especially in the top five, because that's how you vote in the MVP. You get 100%. five votes or five 100%. players. All right, and then rookie of the year. I don't even know if we need to talk about this. We'll talk about the second guy, maybe more than the first. We all know it's Lamelo. Who's your second guy? Mine's mine's Halliburton from the Kings is my second guy. I feel like that'd be most of everybody's. Yeah, that's mine too. He's Dito. Yeah, no, no question. Dito. <laughs> isn't that, wait, isn't that a, doesn't that mean like it's touche ditto. or? It's Ditto. Okay, Dito, Ditto. That was close, right? Ditto, D-I-T-T-O. Oh, yeah, I pronounce it like D-E-E-D-O. Yeah, it's D-I-D-O or however you can spell it. Yeah, I wasn't, that was weird. I'm not going to lie, but let's move on to the defensive player. Stop, you know I have a new word of the day every day. Come on. <laughs> let's move to the D-Poy, defensive player of the year. Mark Feldman, me and you got to have the same guy. I hope so. It's Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Sixers are sweeping some of the awards for me. Not going to lie. From, from what I'm thinking and looking at my, on my right here, I think they're going to sweep a lot of good majority of the awards, in my personal opinion. Colin, do you have any uh, juxtaposition as to why Ben Simmons shouldn't be the uh, defensive player of the year? You got another guy? Uh. I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched enough of any. I don't. I haven't watched enough to really set my put my flag on anybody. I and Simmons is a great defender, so guards the best player every time. What was Donovan Mitchell, folks, on Wednesday? Twelve of thirty-five or something like that. I mean, he just has been in people's head like it's nothing. He's locking people down. Luca, the couple nights before, he had Luca in hell. He, oh my! Luca did not want any part of him. Every time Ben Simmons Dude. on him, screen, give me a screen. If he didn't, if he fell through he it, he was so scared. 
He was he was running from Simmons, no question. Coach of the year. I don't know who to go on this one. I'm this is sorry. obvious. This is an obvious pick. Come on. This is wait. This is obvious. Wow. Well, I mean, I know who Colin's going to say now that he's uh, saying yeah, it. Yeah. Go okay, ahead, so, Colin. Come on, bro. Come on. Who is it, Colin? Who's coach of the year? Monty. It's got to go to Monty. Come on. We're second in the NBA right now. We didn't even make the playoffs last year. Bro, no love for Tom oh. Thibodeau reviving the Knicks. Bro, the Knicks are one game over 500. We're the second best team in the league. Yeah, come on, Mikey. They're one game. Nah, he doesn't. Just because you right. were so bad last year. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. All right, we'll give it to Monty. <laughs> no, he he definitely deserves it. And James Jones should be executive of the year, if we're being honest. Jay Crowder, yeah. Chris Paul. Like, they've made some good additions to this team to, like, get the Suns where they are. Second best record in the entire NBA. Can we talk about, and I know we're this is kind of off topic, but just – Real quickly, how underrated Chris Paul is, and wherever he goes, this team, the team just performs. It's been like it seems like every move that he's made has been a great move. Like even in the trade, the throw-in they had Nader was a throw-in. He's been a solid role player for us. We signed Campaign when he was out of the league for a while, and we just called him and invited him to the bubble, and he's been absolutely great for us for our bench since then. And then Dario has been outstanding for us. Like it seems like every move he makes, even Frank, Frank got Frank the Tank got released by the Kings, and we brought him back. And he's actually we've only lost one game when he's been starting. He's been great for our bench. So it seems like every move he's made has just been great. Cam Johnson, man, James Jones knows players, bro. He's everything he touches right now is turning to gold in Phoenix. And hey, we might have a Western Conference Finals in uh in old not talking stick Phoenix Suns Arena. We have to make might have to make the couple block trek down to the arena catch a Western Conference Finals game, boys. Might have to. Hopefully by then some more fans fans are available, so it's not just season ticket holders and like a few yeah. here or there. Like that would be I think that'd be crazy. Be, I think they'll have more. They'll have more available. I think they want to have more now. No question, especially with the way the Suns are playing right now. You know, Sarver's talking to the Arizona Health Department. Hey guys, hey. Let us let us get a little more. Let, let us go fifty percent capacity, huh? Let us, Hashtag let us, can this pandemic end soon, please? Seriously, I, man. Speaking of the pandemic ending things, it ended March Madness last year. It ended the NCAA tournament. I was sad. We were all sad. I was looking to defend my uh, ESPN tournament challenge bracket pick'em title. I picked Virginia to go all the way. Woo! Team of Destiny. But uh, I did too. I also picked Virginia to go all the way. I cannot get over. They should have lost to Purdue. That was the bogus end of that game. I still can't get over that. Uh, they should have, but later. they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, no. well, Purdue was one of the dumbest ending teams in that game ever. But wow. that, that, was that was that the Kia Clark to uh, Diakite floater to go? Why to did the- Purdue tap the ball out? Catch the ball, get fouled. You're up two. Instead, they gave up a, a jumper to Diakite and Diakite and little floater. Two. Yeah, I love that call. Was yeah. oh Diakite. It's good. Hey, Mikey, I won freshman year in our college bracket. You won sophomore year in, in the college bracket. No junior year. This is this is for the win. This is for all the marbles. And I just kind of want to go over Andy Katz. Uh, he did a bracket prediction for, I think he dropped it uh, yesterday morning. And for the one seeds that he had, I kind of agree with all of them. Nothing to disagree with. He has Gonzaga's the number one overall. Mm-hmm. He has Michigan as the number two overall. Baylor is the third number one overall seed. And Illinois. So two Big Ten teams. Slide in as two of the four number one overall seeds. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts on any just anything you don't agree with on the one seeds or pretty chalked there? Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty yeah, for the most part, it's pretty chalked. Yeah. All right, and then I got to share a stat then because I always look to see how I'm going to pick my national champion, and I kind of scour YouTube to look for some interesting stats to let me know who I'm not picking. I got a question here: Is a goatee count as a beard? Yes or no? Because this helps me determine what I'm picking. Michigan is national champion. 
and now it's its own it's its own yeah. thing so a goatee a goatee doesn't count as a beard it's its own category it's no, its own beards, yeah, yeah it's, it's its bottom thing and like goatee if like you have hair on the top that like on your mustache that doesn't count so because a coat no, that's part of a goatee well this is the goatee right here this is a beard that's what i'm saying you gotta have it mustache. up to like the up to your ears or the hairline to have the full beard yeah. if it stops right here then no. okay so i just want to verify then that michigan the michigan head coach doesn't have a beard he has a goatee yeah, John Howard has a goatee. John, has, John Howard has a goatee. Okay, he doesn't cool. have it up to his ears. Okay, well, then that changes my thing. Because when I was looking up, I was watching some YouTube, and, you know, I like to tune into the March Madness show every once in a while on their channel. A coach with a beard has never won a national championship. So everyone looking to pick a coach with a beard, it's out of there. Mark calls it happens chance. I think it's fact at this point. If you've got a beard, like Colin Coward says, man, no backwards hat guys, apparently. He doesn't like his dudes wearing backwards hats. He like his quarterback hat on forward locked in. Before we go in depth next week, Colin, who are the two to three teams that you think can win the national championship? Uh, I, everyone's got to have Gonzaga as one of them. So I'd say Gonzaga is one of mine. And then for the other team, uh, I guess a team that I would take, uh, I got to go with Iowa just because I feel like they have the shooting. Luca Garza. Yeah, I, I planted my flag on that hill. I got to I gotta see it through now. But, I mean, if they get hot, they got, they got size, they got shooting, like – I, I don't know why I don't see why they couldn't win. I I, I think they got a shot. Feldy, who, who you going with outside of Gonzaga and Iowa? You can big save teams different, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, everyone has Gonzaga, Schmaga, Maga, whatever. Mark Few, they're really good. Oh, Jalen Suggs, yay. I like Baylor. I really think that uh, even though they just had the COVID pause, I think that Jared Butler is one of the best guards in the country, and he really if he gets high over a two week stretch, then they're good to go. And other than that, another team just to keep an eye on is I would say Florida State. They're ranked number eleven right now. They they're a team that plays a lot of players. So in a in a quick tournament like that, when you're playing each weekend two games in three days, just keep an eye on them. Some team that that might have a shot if they can get a hot to make a run. I kind of want to go with the team that almost lost last night. Actually, I think my obviously Gonzaga once again. Really, I think, Kansas. I, I think my dark horse is Kansas. Wow. Something that's like they're getting right hot at the right time. That game against UTEP, first off, shouldn't even happen. They scheduled it like I think in the beginning of February as a little tune-up game prior to their uh, to the to the Big Twelve tournament. But I really think that this Kansas team can come together. A couple stats that I once again found off the the March Madness YouTube page. Shout out to them for putting out some good stats to win the national championship. You have to have four players averaging eight points per game or more three players averaging 12 points per game or more, and one guy averaging at least 15 points per game or more. So it's got to be even scoring, and you got to have your one go-to guy. Kansas fits all the bolts with McCormick, Wilson. They got a lot of good players. Marcus Garnett, I really like this roster, and I think they have a chance to cut down the net. So I'm, I'm definitely pumped about Kansas. Hey, any team that has Bill Self as your head coach and a team that had won what was it before last year? 14 straight Big 12 regular season championships. I definitely can't say they have no shot. That's a team that can get hot in uh, in clutch time, and it'll be interesting to see. Like like you said, nine days away from when Gray Gumble and the CBS crew will will take the results from the Selection Sunday and uh, give us our field of 68. Wow, we got a stacked show next week then. March Madness, Selection Sunday. We will be recording a show that Sunday and putting out the same day. For our thoughts, initial thoughts on the bracket, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's going to do it for everyone for us tonight on Off the Record. Thank you for joining us, Colin Feldy. I'll see you boys next week.